it's becoming hard to imagine life without social media anymore. Hello. With online deliveries, shopping is done with just the tap of our smartphone. Communicating with loved ones, who can be miles away, has never been easier. And these days, work and school can be done within the confines of our own home. But in this same social media space, there are crimes that are being enabled too. Among them is the online sexual exploitation of children, or OSEC. Hello and welcome to On The Record, the podcast of the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism. You're listening to the first episode of a special series produced in collaboration with ABS-CBN News and Sydney-based Judith Nielsen Institute, a nonpartisan independent group that supports quality journalism across the globe. This episode is part of Asian Stories, an investigative collaboration among PCIJ, ABS-CBN News, the South China Morning Post, the Korea Times, and Tempo of Indonesia. In this episode, we'll tell the story with various government agencies and a trafficker herself. Because of the nature of the subject, some parts of this podcast will be graphic and may be triggering to some listeners. Discretion is highly advised. We'll begin with this question. What is OSEC? Vic Lorenzo, Cybercrime Division Chief of the National Bureau of Investigation, explains. Online sexual exploitation of children, OSEC as we call it, embraces all forms of uh, trafficking of child pornography materials, regardless if this uh, streaming, uh, distribution of photography, and other forms of media. OSEC has been a pressing concern for years, but the crime's been exacerbated by the COVID-19 pandemic. Online sexual predators are all stuck at home, pushing the demand for more OSEC material, which poor Filipino families supply as they're forced to find ways to earn money while in quarantine. There are no official figures yet, but monitoring by authorities, such as the Department of Justice, the Anti-Money Laundering Council, and the U.S.-based National Center for Missing and Exploited Children suggest a spike in child pornography during the pandemic. Reports of OSEC more than tripled in the period of March to May 2020. There was a study in 2019 wherein it was revealed that the epicenter of OSEC materials are coming from the Philippines. There are so many materials floating around the internet that are being produced in the Philippines, and we should be addressing this. Lorenzo's referring to the study conducted by the International Justice Mission, the U.S. State Department's Office to Monitor and Combat Trafficking in Persons, and the Philippines' own Interagency Council Against Trafficking, or IACAT. Between 2011 to 2017, there were 90 cases of OSEC in the country, with 381 victims. This means an average of four victims per case. One in every nine cases involved at least 10 victims. According to global data from law enforcement agencies, the Philippines received 237 OSEC case referrals, or more than eight times as many referrals as any other country from 2010 to 2017. The Philippines is on the supply side, while the demand mostly comes from other countries. Records show that all known OSEC customers were male 
with ages ranging from 40 to 72 years old. They pay for the sexual exploitation of a minor. Requests and instructions are carried out through online channels. Lorenzo tells us more. Sexual predators will befriend one member of the family and they will try to convince them to produce OSEC materials in consideration of sum of money. That's how it will start. They will tell you that they are rich people. They could easily support your family. They could easily support all your needs. Do you have a daughter? Can you provide a photo of her in formal attire, in a skimpy dress, in underwear, and ultimately uh, naked? Then can you make her dance? Can you make her do some stuff? And we're going to pay you. If you go beyond that dancing, then we will give you more. Depending on the instruction of the sexual predators, it could be the whole family, siblings together, touching each other. People that we have arrested, when we ask them how long have they been communicating with the sexual predators, usually the first act in producing the OSEC, it will only take a week. This was exactly how a 31-year-old mother from Bulacan trafficked her own child. To protect her identity and those of her children, we'll call her Carmen. Sa site po, sabihin lang po, ano, looking for help, for buy food. Tapos sila lang po, bahala kung ano po, kung anong kapalit po. May Australia, may US po, may UK. Tinanong ko po siya kung ano gusto niya. Sabi ko, gusto, kung gusto niya yung solo show. Of her five children, it was her eight-year-old daughter who had to engage in lewd, erotic behavior before the camera. Nag-show po siya mag-isa po. Ano lang po, yung open lang po yung ano ng bata. Tapos ano, tuwad po yung bata. Tulungan niya po ako yung dalawang beses. Kaya po, yung, nagtiwala naman po ako sa kanya. Kaya sinunod ko po yung gusto niya. And just as it is easy to follow the demands of a paying customer, a child will not think twice about trusting his or her own blood. The 2019 study found that OSEC is usually a family-based crime. 42% of OSEC cases were facilitated by relatives, while 41% were facilitated by biological parents. And mothers, who were supposed to show an attitude of care, were more often the traffickers of their own children. Majority lang facilitators natin are actually nanay. The facilitator is known to the child. Di ba ang bata sa atin, syempre, lalo na kung nanay, it will be too easy not even lifting a finger to convince the child na gawin ito. Dahil si bata is very trusting yung tipong, if there's one person who needs to protect the child first, nanay siya. That was Police Colonel Sheila Portento. Portenta heads the Anti-Trafficking in Persons Division under the Women and Children Protection Center of the Philippine National Police. Pangalawa, 
minamindset ng nanay o ng facilitator na no harm naman sa'yo to kasi walang physical contact. Diba? Ikaw, kaharap kita ngayon. Wala ka namang magagawa eh. Hindi mo naman akong mahawakan. Ako naman yung nanay. Ako naman yung hahawak sa'yo. Ako naman yung magpapasok nitong object na to. So, ganon. So, wala naman siyang ano, wala siyang harm. Ako naman to nanay. The convincing power of the nanay gets so much easier na madaling ma- makasunod yung bata. Kasabay doon yung pagpapag-guilty sa bata. I talked to one of the facilitators na nanay. Ang tinanong ko kasi she was the same age as me at yung batang, yung anak na inaabuso niya was the same age as my youngest daughter. So parang relate ako sa'yo, bakit nanggawa mo to? Ang sagot niya sa akin, ay sabi ko, paano mo nakumbinsi yung anak mo na gawin to? So, ang sabi niya daw eh, anak, pag hindi natin ginawa ito, mapuputulan tayo ng kuryente. Anyway, pag kumita naman na bayaran tayo, ibibili kita ng bagong sapatos at damit. But apparently, there's a price to a child's well-being and dignity. Carmen shares her experience. Malaki lang po, dalawang libo po, nakuha po. May nakuha pa nga po, walagang 150 pesos eh. Depende po sa ano po, may, may maganda po magbigay, may kuribot po magbigay. Kasi iba po, alam po nila yung peso, yung halaga ng peso sa ano po. Kaya po po, magkano lang po bigay nila. Kaya tanggap po po, pera na rin po yun kaysa po sa wala. Their family used to sell food across the street from a school. But with the pandemic forcing a shift to online classes, they had no choice but to close shop. Her husband earns only 1,600 pesos, or roughly 35 US dollars a month. Clearly, that's not enough for their daily needs. Kailangan ko po ng pera, pangkain ng mga anak ko. Kaya ako po nagawain. Hindi ko naman po talaga gawain. Kaya lang nakapigitan lang po talaga. Ginawa ko po yun, um, bigyan sila ng pagkain. Ako kaya sila tatlong beses sa isang araw, kaya hindi na ako. Kahit nagkakapili lang ako, isa sila makakain. Kaya sabi din sa kanila yung ulam. The driving force for this is poverty. Are you willing to see your child starve to death? Or if there's a way, no matter how immoral it is, for you to feed your children, are you not going to do it? And this is an opportunity for them, opportunity for them to survive. OSEC is reprehensible, for sure. But it's also an easy way to earn money. All one needs is a working phone camera and an internet connection. And transactions can be done over social media. Ang vehicle in convincing someone to engage in producing OSEC is through social media. That's the only way. Wala naman kaming nakita na hindi nag-umpisa sa FB, Twitter. Hindi yan. Mag-uumpisa yan. It will always start from social media. Pwedeng Facebook Messenger. Uh, FB video or uh, Viber video. But this ease of access also poses challenges, especially to the law enforcers. Maraming challenges when you talk about OSEC cases. Unang-una, alimbawa na lang sikat tayo sa live streaming. Yun ang prevalent. Tsaka pagdating dito sa post, ay, sa, sa bayaran, mas, mas mahal siya kaysa magpapadala ka ng recorded o kaya ng images. The term there na magagamit is, it's raw. First generation. Yung tipong, uh, tawag dito, alam mo yung pag, babae ako, pag may fashion show, ikaw ang unang manunood. Sabihin ko man na, nagpa-livestream ako ngayon sa'yo, 
magbabayad ako ng mahal kasi ako unang nanood. Oo. No. Kumbaga, ako, I will own up to it. Tapos kung i-distribute ko man siya, most likely, mababang value na kasi hindi ito live. Eh, eh walang technology all around the world na nakaka-detect real-time. Pwero na lang kung ni-record tapos in-upload. The only way that we could monitor those kind of activities is with the help of telephone companies. They could not uh, peep into the actual live streaming, but they could look into the actual traffic. If there's a continuous traffic and for a certain long period of time, which is unusual in that particular area, then in all probability, this is an OSEC, uh, OSEC uh, exchange. That's why we are in coordination with them. The Philippines has also been tapping social media platforms to help investigate potential OSEC cases. Facebook or any other service provider that is situated in the U.S., madali nating makukuha because of the NICMIC cyber tipping reports. That was attorney Angela Marie de Gracia of the Justice Department's Office of Cybercrime. De Gracia was referring to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, a nonprofit organization based in the U.S. The NICMEC serves as a resource center and provides cyber tip line reports to law enforcement agencies around the world. This cyber tip line is a centralized means of reporting OSEC incidents. Sobrang daming information ng nandoon. Historical information. Kailan mo binuksan yung account? Anong IP address mo? Anong email address? Pangalawa, yung mismong actual actual conversation ng mga tao, kasama doon. Pangatlo, yung actual content, yung picture ng bata or picture ng matanda or any other basta may connection sa OSEC, nandoon din. Pangatlo, geographical history. Saan yung bata? Saan yung offender? Saan yung perpetrator? Andun siya lahat. Matatalino na actually yung mga perpetrators ngayon. Gumagawa sila ng mga group sa Facebook and then meron lang parang clickbait or parang bait na merong pa hapyaw na, na photo na hindi naman siya ganun katag as OSEC or whatever. Kunwari, picture ng bata. Pwede naman yun eh, picture ng bata tapos walang bastos. Pero makikita mo kapag pag under investigation yung mga conversation eh or yung parang pasend na yan, yung mga ganun. Meron silang modus na every one month or every one week pinapalitan yung Facebook page name para hindi sila ma-monitor. Ganun. So, it, it becomes very uh, challenging sa part ng mga investigators. Lalo na kung ganun ka ilap yung mga iniimbestigahan mo. Ngayon, ang ginagawa na nila is dahil alam nila na si Facebook ay nag-monitor ng conversation kapag OSEC. Kumbaga, merong, merong algorithm, eh, na kapag nag-send ka ng OSEC, ng, ng content na OSEC, flag down ka automatically. Hindi nila sinesend yung actual content within the messenger. Gumagawa sila ng messenger, doon sila nag-uusap ng, ng, ng parang transactions, and then nilipat sila sa Telegram. Yun yung isa pa naming problema. Lumilipat sila sa iba na may encryption talaga, na hindi naman talaga US. So, hindi kami nakakakuha ng account. Yun yung medyo mahirap talaga. Pero kaya, but definitely hindi ito walk in the park. Oo. Major Joseph Villaran, the former spokesperson of the Philippine National Police's anti-cybercrime group, seconds this. Villaran now teaches cyber forensics and investigation at the Philippine National Police Academy. Nag-a-adjust din sila, nag-create din sila na sarili nilang way 
para maitago yung scheme nila. So hindi ka naman kailangan teki, basta may internet connection ka lang, pasok ka na sa kanila. Um, maraming kasing social media messenger app, Viber, encrypted group, pwede kang gumawa doon. Uh, ano mo yun? WhatsApp. That's private, encrypted, if end-to-end. So kahit makuha namin, makuha namin yung ano, kailangan namin ng mas talaga mag-engage mismo sa tao, makipag-communicate sa kanila para mahuli sila. Yung privacy yung pinoprotektahan nila. Yan nga sabi nila, si technology, uh, mabuting na itudulot. The problem is, meron din yung ine-exploit ng mga cyber criminals. Pwede mong isend ka agad doon, hindi nila yun na ano. So ang nakakap... Saka dark web, if you have heard the dark yes. web. Siyempre kung ikaw ay doon kumikita, gagawa ka ng sarili mong application, doon lang kayo mag-uusap. Yung dati mo ng customer, oh, ito yung application na ko, hindi ito matitrace. So, yun ang gagawin nila. So, kahit matake down yung isang link or isang application na yun, gagawa sila ulit. Kasi madali lang naman gumawa ng mga application na yun. The same din naman kay Twitter, naka-request na tayo, pero actually ngayon wala pang reply si Twitter. Ang ginagawa lang namin is entrapment. As far as Facebook is concerned, di sila, ano, Basta mag-request lang kami at masatisfy namin yung pangangay, uh, kumbaga yung requirements ni Facebook. Walang problema, binibigay nila lahat. Nagkaroon din ng hakbang si Facebook sa ganyan. So, automatic pag na... Dahil lang sa sobrang dami, hindi rin mamonitor lahat ni Facebook. Pero yung online lapagan kasi the problem dun is parang hindi natin ma-justify kung talagang minor yung pinopost nila. So, okay lang mag-post pero pag yung nasa legal age, okay lang. Pero kung ang kaya nga nagkaroon, nag-develop si Facebook ng yung ire-report mo yung post na yon So isa yun sa mga countermeasures ni Facebook. How OSEC is done may have been changing with the times, but it isn't the only thing adapting to current circumstances. What we have seen is yung evolution ng OSEC from international naging local. Actually, so many reports right now that there are so many local sexual predators operating. Because of the pandemic, we are confined in the four corners of our room. We have online classes and children are confined in the four corners of their room and they're just talking with the computers or digital gadgets that they have. And they use massively the social media. This is an opportunity for local sexual predators to victimize children. Children are being manipulated in providing OSIC materials. They will befriend a child. They will try to ask for photos in exchange for money. But when a sexual predator is situated locally, there's a great danger that it could transcend from virtual to physical. They could easily meet up. And when they meet up, some of them were raped. Parents sometimes could no longer monitor the activities of their children online. So everybody could be a victim, or every, every minor could produce an OSEC material because we have access to the internet. This podcast was written by Cherry Salazar of the Philippine Center for Investigative Journalism and produced by ABS-CBN with support from the Judith Nielsen Institute. Neil Jason Sorvalios of PCIJ in the USC Journalism School and myself conducted the interviews. If you want to learn more about the extent of OSEC and the efforts being done to curb it, go to PCIJ's website, PCIJ.org, for a complimentary multi-part investigative report. The ABS-CBN News Channel will also premiere a documentary on this issue in June. If you found this podcast informative, feel free to share it on social media and subscribe to our channel. 
Follow us too on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PCIJ.org. That's P-C-I-J-D-O-T-O-R-G. Stay tuned for the next episodes of On the Record. This is Shara Zambrano, ABS-CBN journalist and documentarist. Thank you for listening.